Number four, I've actually got your combine testing results. And typically, I've prioritized the agility, the 20 meter uh, for those smaller players. Um, I think the, the game is clearly only going faster. So, they need to have players that are super agile, that have that lateral speed, that cutting ability, both offensively but also defensively. Hello, and welcome to the High Performance Podcast, AFL Staff at Athletes. Each month, I host a live Q&A where I present on a topic to help Australian rules footballers like yourself get drafted and make the AFL. Make sure, if you haven't already, to subscribe to my YouTube channel and never miss a live episode. Let's go. Hello, and welcome to the High Performance Podcast for AFL staff and athletes. Today, I'm excited to present on the key tips if you want to get drafted in 2024. Uh, so if you've got any questions and you're tuning in live, feel free to hit me up in the comments section. But I've basically basically broken down the six key tips uh, for, for those that want to get drafted. So if you're going into your draft year in season 2024, make sure to get your notepad out. Uh, some of these you may have heard before, so there'll be some nice refreshers for you to uh, make sure that you're prioritizing the right amount of training at the right time of the year, taking into account your in-season performance, which is your number one, but also uh, how well you're um, performing at the combine as well for your testing results to polish up your draft chances. Uh, we'll go into like medical history and injuries and how they may influence your draft selection. Uh, and of course, things like your GPS and, um, and things like your lifestyle sort of professional uh, reputation. Uh, and then I'll finish it off with some key uh, areas to focus on, depending on which time of the year that you're listening to this podcast. So if you're listening, it's preseason. I'll talk about some big rocks that you want to focus on to maximize your preseason to set you up for in season. And then if you listen to this in season, there'll be a couple of key tips to be able to not only perform on a weekly basis and get that recovery right uh, and preparation right for the upcoming game, but also with the back of your mind, continue to develop yourself so you're in good shape. Because as we know, when we get to the combine, you haven't got long. You might have about four weeks to prepare. Uh, and four weeks isn't really enough to be able to go and um, really improve your things like your jumping ability, your sprints, uh, and your 2K time trial yo-yo fitness. Okay, so uh, firstly, I just want to announce, I know it's that time of year where you've got your Spotify 2023 wrap so if you i know there's uh around 90 of you i believe off the top of my head that ranked uh, our podcast is they're your top five listen most podcasts so if you're listening to this and that's you and of course if you're ranked uh there was about 30 i believe or 30 to 50 um where we, we were your number one most listened podcast for for 2023 if that's you you're listening to this please screenshot that spotify wrap uh, data and either direct message me or post on your story and tag me and I've got a special prize for you where I'll offer 30 minutes up of my time for free and we sit down over Zoom to go over a one-on-one goal setting uh, performance analysis session, something that we do on our individualized program uh, with our coaches, but I will take on uh, that consult for free. So if that's you and you're a loyal listener to the podcast, I want to give back. Uh, and also pick your brain about what episodes you want to listen to or you most enjoyed uh, as I'm in that stage of the year where I'm preparing the guests that we're going to have on the podcast as well as preparing my personal content uh, and themes of that content for uh, next year or 24. 
but we'll get straight into it. So number one, probably going to be no surprise here. It is your weekly performance from a game point of view. Um, and for, for a lot of you leading into your draft year, you're already going to have a strong reputation that on how you play the game, hence why you're in programs like State League, NAB League, uh, and your Metro uh, competitions. So no doubt your game performance is strong, um, but that ultimately needs to be your number one priority is your week-to-week performance. Uh, and don't underestimate how important that is in terms of maximizing your draft selection. So don't get all the other tips that I've got you for you to prioritize. Uh, if you can get one right, that would be your number one. So don't want to sacrifice that at any moment. Uh, that's your most important uh, thing to be focusing your energy on is your uh, weekly performance and really uh, getting a strong, consistent um, uh, game going early on in the season and holding it all the way through the year. Number two, uh, I believe it will be your lifestyle. So because the game is so demanding um, and you need to have a pretty mature head on your shoulders to be able to handle the demands, the pressure, um, I think it's really important that you've got a, a pretty good uh, lifestyle habits down pat. So things like your reputation around how well you prepare yourself for an upcoming game, your little things like your hydration, your nutrition. So perception can play a big, strong role with this. So make sure that um, you're seen doing the right things, which as you know, you know, leading up to a game, make sure you're well hydrated, uh, make sure you're eating good food um, on a consistent basis uh, and that you're looking after your, your sleep and your recovery. Um, so that would be a, a good one to, to build a strong reputation. So if you're already doing that, see how you can take that to another level by asking those around you, your leaders or your coaches and staff at the club on how you can tweak those areas of life to take you to another level. Not only will that help your reputation, but also it will allow you to transition um, more effectively to an AFL program because you've already got those habits in place. So they're not going to be a shock to you when you're going into um, an AFL environment and everyone's, or more or less majority of people are doing those things. And if you're already in the habit, and that's one thing that you can um, hang your hat off already that you're at an AFL level at from an elite lifestyle point of view. So that's number two, living in elite lifestyle. Uh, number three, your reputation when it comes to life outside of football. So um, do you have other hobbies that you enjoy? Uh, who are your closest five friends that you hang around with and you spend any time? What are they getting up to? Um, what's, and what lives do they live? Your um, schools or what are your teachers? Uh, what would they say about you? Not necessarily about your grades, but your work ethic, your diligence to do your, do your work, um, be on, you know, Little things like making sure you're, you're consistently at school on time, asking questions, showing curiosity, all those little things um, will show to scouts and to coaches that uh, they're drafting a good egg. So that would be something that I would take into account. Number three, so things outside of your football. And that goes into not just teachers, but parents, family life, your friends, uh, and of course your football coaches. Number four, which some of you might think, of thought that this would be higher up the list but number four i've actually got your combine testing results and typically i've prioritized the agility the 20 meter uh for those smaller players um i think the the game is clearly only going faster so they need to have players that are super agile that have that lateral speed that cutting ability both offensively but also defensively is really advantageous for the current game um but also your 20 meter um, so ability, your first three steps, and be able to get to your top speed in a short distance, like 20 meters, 
uh, is really important for uh, that transition game that's talked about a lot in the current game. So uh, I think they're key. I think for your key position players, um, making sure you you test well with your jumping. And I'll talk a little bit around some tips and how important max strength training is for that. Um, but yeah, your, your jumping training. And then as a general rule of thumb for everyone, aerobic fitness, obviously the game isn't getting any shorter. It's the longest team sport game of the world. So making sure that you're fit um, will put you in good stead. The thing to take into account that if you, if I was looking at an athlete and they got a really strong power and speed, but their aerobic fitness needed some work, I would take that over the uh, inverse where their, their aerobic fitness is strong, but they're lacking in those three because it's a lot harder. Uh, genetics play a bigger influence for you and the and just the way your tendencies play a bigger influence for things like agility, 20 meter and jump. Not saying training can't influence those, but our aerobic capacity is a, is a lot more um, trainable. Um, so we can get a lot more return for effort for our aerobic capacity than we can the other three. So um, the earlier, the younger you are, the better you will be at setting yourself up. So even if you listen to this and you're not going to the draft yet, prioritize those three doing lots of explosive actions both in the gym and on the field uh, and then still work on your fitness but I would, wouldn't would put that at, at uh, detriment for the other three. And that's where working with a strength and conditioning coach can help you in how to periodize that over the year. Number five, your GPS, so your game day output, what's your work rate per minute like both for total volume, you know, so midfielders can be around 120 meters per minute, um, what's your high speed work rate so that's moving at around 20 k's per hour um so what does that look like for your more uh, repeat high intensity efforts per minute um so making sure that like your game day performance we want to, we want to see consistency um in your uh, gps outputs and then number six the last one um, which maybe some of you thought this might be up higher up the list as well is the injuries you've had in that year uh and your medical history so I think we've learned from the Chris Judds, the Luke Hodges in the past. I'm oh, not sorry, Luke Hodge, but Chris Chris Judd, so highly touted players. Um, perhaps maybe it might have been Franklin as well. There's been a few in the past that have turned out to have um, you know, to be great players at the game. Uh, and the one knock on them during their draft year is uh, some injuries they may have had early on in their juniors or in their draft years, uh, and and people that had resulted in them going down the order. Um, but ultimately. The best footballers still find a way and, and can play a lot of footy. So uh, I, I wouldn't worry too much about that if you're currently injured. I wouldn't worry too much about that if you've had a few, you've been unlucky with a few injuries over your juniors. Um, it's the top five that you want to be focusing your energy on uh, and making sure that uh, you're prioritizing your athlete development and your game day performance. That is what's going to put you in good stead. So if you are currently injured, don't stress. Uh, you If you've looked after those five in previous years and so maybe you can't play for your draft year um, you still have a very good chance of getting drafted if you're performing really well the year before with with those key areas now naturally you're not going to be getting six out of six for all those so I think it's important to take into account do a bit of an audit on yourself what areas would you give a tick what areas would you give a need to improve and then make sure you reach out to those that are doing it well it could be peers um, for example, like your, your combine results, maybe you're lacking in the 20 meter. Um, so doing some ex- hard accelerations uh, and some uh, sprint work with it with someone who moves really efficiently and effectively um, can help you model model them. Um, or perhaps you need professional assistance as well. So 
That's where our individualized coaching package, if you haven't heard of that before, we have AFL strength and conditioning coaches that have worked at preparing athletes for their draft year. It's it's the most important year. So obviously you're highly motivated and you want to put your best foot forward. That's where this program, it's our premium service, $249 a month. You get a specific customized weights program that suits your schedule. So it takes into account things like exams, when you're playing lots of uh, team sports, um, and of, and what access you have to either a school gym, a home gym, or maybe just your own um, membership you've got around the corner. Uh, and also you get a customized conditioning program uh, where you can focus on a little bit more on maybe the accelerations or a little bit more on the aerobic capacity, whatever you need. It's all goal-specific and, and tailored to you. Uh, and of course, we're not doubling up sessions. It's not a cookie-cutter program where you would have your running program on the same day as perhaps your, your training sessions or your state tryouts. The coach is working with you. They're in their corner. And of course, we have a, a monthly catch-up either on the field, in the gym, or if you're remote, you can catch up with that coach over Zoom uh, and they'll talk about the program, educate you around key areas of the focus areas of the program and help you out with those areas like lifestyle, looking at your GPS game report, analyzing that, give you some feedback and areas that you can work on, looking at vision if you've got some on your running patterns. Um, these are all things that you can work with with one of our coaches. So if that interests you, just direct message me or email me at jackofapelicapro.com if you're a parent of a child that you think this program would be um, that would interest them, um, more than happy to jump on a call. So just email me and we'll organize time to chat. Um, like I said earlier, I've broken it down into three key areas, the tips. So it's highly practical, something that you can um, note down in your training diary. And if you haven't got a training diary, I highly recommend you start using it. Um, when you're listening to podcasts, you can make notes. You can reflect on your journal, what's worked well, um, and then ultimately just keep chipping away, getting better over the years. But um, starting with the preseason, ultimately, I think you should be working on all areas. Um, so your football fitness, and that leave that up to the drills that you do with your team. Um, and then from a combine point of view, you should be working on all the quality. So your aerobic capacity, um, being able to maintain a consistent running at distances like around three to four minutes. Um, you want to be working on your repeat speed. So things like 150 meter uh, efforts with a little bit longer rest than your aerobic work. Um, and then uh, your 20 meter, 10 meter and five meter start. So that um, maximal work, at least above 90% of your speed. Uh, have people film your, your starts as well with your acceleration and work on your mechanics. We want to make sure you're not getting upright too early and, and um, creating too much uh, resistance. So we want to be staying low with that acceleration and really attacking the ground. So looking at your mechanics from an acceleration point of view is critical and and, and the earlier you can do that, particularly in the preseason, the better you'll be when you're then preparing for it in October at 20 metre. Uh, jumping, I think for jumping, just work on your max strength in the preseason. So your box squat, your trap bar deadlift are the biggest two that correlate well to uh, vertical um, jumping ability. And of course, your unilateral strength, so things like Bulgarian um, split squat and um, loaded step ups. Don't treat those exercises like um, most footballers do where they think they're fluffy exercises. You should be going, um, putting the same amount of effort in your single leg strength work as your box squat and trap bar. If anything, you want to be putting more in because a lot of the time you'll find yourself in a single leg stance on the football field. So things like running, uh, kicking, jumping usually are off one leg. So making sure you're really strong with your single leg work, um, that's going to put you in good stead, build a good base. And then when come October, when you're not doing a lot of lifting uh, or you shouldn't be, you'll be 
focusing on your power because there is no strength test in the combine. So you want to be make sure you build that strength over preseason, uh, lifting heavy at least twice a week, bookend it, start of the week, end of the week, uh, or whatever, but works best for your schedule. Uh, and that will help your progress. And ultimately, if you get the foundations right in preseason, really good technique, uh, and you get familiar with those movements, so you're, you're pulling up with pulling up from those sessions really well. In season, when you only go to one session a week heavy, you can still get some PBs. Uh, so you can mo- focus on intensity uh, and bring that volume back um, in the in season. That will set you up well. Uh, ultimately, the maximum amount of force that you can produce through heavy strength training, as long as you maintain similar body weight, you'll be able to then jump higher. Okay, so your best. Um, return for effort if you want to be more explosive with your jumping uh, and your first couple of steps with your acceleration is your max strength training so make sure you're doing that uh, when we're shifting to in-season mode your windows to work as long as you're doing good recovery work I still believe you can get some quality uh, VO2 max uh, aerobic work in early in the week while your body's still recovering um, so they're low intensity by nature and uh, they might be about 90% of EMAS or, or 100% of so the speed, average speed you move at for your 2K time trial. And you're doing things like three minute efforts, three and a half minute efforts, four minute efforts. Uh, so you, you're still getting that heart rate up. You're still stressing the system, but you might only do three repetitions of it. Um, so I think that's really important. It's not going to eat away too much from your uh, training. It's actually something that Harry Sheasel did a fair bit in his draft year and found benefits that it helped flush his legs. Uh, but it also helped him stay connected to that 2K time trial uh, work. Uh, and he just quite liked it as part of his weekly routine to get from a mindset point of view as well. So those uh, hard workers, uh, driven athletes, your workhorses out there, that's something you could do in season that's not going to beat you up, beat up your joints. You do three to four reps of some three, three and a half or four minute reps uh, with half the amount of rest in between. So four minutes on, two minutes off, for example. Uh, at a speed that's specific around the same pace as your 2K time trial. In terms of your max strength, that's something I would still be focusing on. So like I said, you might only be lifting heavy once a week, and I would recommend that early in the week, like 48 hours after the game or 72 hours after the game. Um, uh, and you should still be able to uh, lift heavy. You might just reduce the range of motion that you did in preseason. So if you're lifting to an 18-inch box, uh, which is your full range of motion in preseason, because your body's a little bit beat up in the from, from the game, and the contest of the game and the, and the running demands, you might be lifting to a 20-inch box, but you're still lifting at high intensity. Okay, so sacrifice your range, but uh, prioritize your intensity. That Those two qualities are your fun, that the bottom of your pyramid. So if you keep those two qualities ticking over and developing, then when you have that month off and you're going into that testing phase, you transition from game day weekly performance to, to testing for the combine. Compared to someone who has just recovered throughout the week, they might have done a bit of upper body work um, during the season uh, and they haven't really been getting their heart rate up except for the game uh, and a little bit at main training session, which is is good for your game day performance, but it's not specific enough to your 2K time trial. So you would lose a lot of that hard work you did in preseason if you're not working on those two qualities, your aerobic capacity and your max strength in the gym. If you do do that, then transitioning to a specific combine program like that we have we have got a six-week program a lot of uh, player agents refer their athletes to me so it's something i've been doing over the last few years um so if that's something you want to work on as well just reach out to me on social media or email me uh, and we can organize that if you're listening to this later in the year um where essentially we we don't do a lot of heavy lifting uh we it's all about the now and tapering yourself so you're your maximum output 
of those specific tests. So we trial those tests. We have basically really clear pacing strategies for the 2K time trial, the yo-yo, so you know exactly how to execute it on the day that you're testing. Um, and we do a lot more of the pointy end of the of the pyramid, so you're not doing your longer efforts, you're doing more high-intensity efforts because the 2K time trial, if you're getting a really good time, is uh, you're moving at a pretty fast pace. So we want to be working on your repeat speed and your repeat high threshold efforts where your heart rate's up really high. Uh, and that work that you did over the preseason and you maintained and developed over the in-season will um, pay dividends if you've done that work. So then we'll go into that high-intensity work. You're really polishing up the work that you've done over the last sort of six to eight months. Hopefully that makes sense in terms of a general strategy over your whole year. Uh, if you have any follow-up questions, like I said, um, make sure to reach out on social media. And another shout-out to the Spotify wrap. If, we rank, if you rank top five or top number one, I've got that 30-minute goal-setting consult or however you want to use that 30 minutes where we catch up one-on-one -on -one over Zoom so you can be living anywhere in the country or it could be a parent and a child and you want to work on your program, however you want to use that 30 minutes, I will give that to you for free. You just need to prove that you're in that top five or that top one to 2023. So I want to pay back to our loyal listeners. Thanks everyone that's tuned in. I look forward to seeing you next week. Thank you for listening. Remember to rate the show and subscribe to our YouTube channel to never miss a live Q&A. Look forward to seeing you on the next one.